Yes. Um, welcome back to Coffee in the Library. It has been quite a while mm. since we have been with you, but we did not forget about you. We, uh, we appreciate each and every one of you, and uh, we enjoy our time in the library. Which other library do you know can allow you to have coffee inside? Inside. Inside the library yeah. itself. Yeah. Evergreen, right? Evergreen yeah. uh, library at KBC. <laughs> uh, find time, check it out. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, so yes, welcome back, Pastor. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah. We've been away for some time. Yeah. COVID nineteen. Yes. Yeah. Yes. COVID nineteen. We'll, we'll blame COVID. <laughs> so blame COVID for all of this. <laughs> so yeah. Uh, in today's episode, our first episode back after a long time, we are we're talking about the hot button issue of pornography. Pornography that is so widespread. It's it's everywhere. It's um. It's, it's on our phones, it's on our computer screens, it's, it's even on the TV shows that, that we watch. Yeah. But there's a way in which, if I, if, if, if I mention that there is a pornographic element to the TV shows that we watch, people would, people would, 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 would reel back at that. Mm-hmm. They'll say, no, it's, it's those explicit ones. Yeah. It's those explicit ones. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so, um, <laughs> how can we define pornography? Are we going too far in saying that even some of the TV shows that we watch are pornographic in nature? Well, we're not, we're not going far when we make that assertion. Because we, we are basically saying pornography is the explicit portrayal of sexual subject matter for the purpose of uh, sexual arousal or sexual satisfaction. Now, we live in a time when it's becoming difficult to define anything. Even what is black and white, we're trying to find what's the middle ground. It reminds me of the words of uh, Justice Porter Stewart in 1973, when he was faced with a case of what is pornography or what constitutes pornography. And this was what he said. I shall not today attempt further to define pornography or obscenity. And perhaps I could never succeed in doing so. But I know it when I see it. So the point was, look, even if I don't define, but when I see it, I know it. So when we now say, even in some of the shows, yeah, that aspect is there. There is this this explicit portrayal of the sexual subject matter. And the point is, those that are watching must have this kind of sexual arousal or some kind of erotic satisfaction. So there is what people now try to sort of grade or justify. So you find there's soft porn, there's hard porn and hardcore. And the point is, it's all the same. The, un- the the common yeah. de- 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 denominator yeah. is porn. Yes, they yeah. are, they are, they are <laughs> shades of grey, yeah. but they are all grey. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> the bottom line. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's the bottom line. And so we, 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 we need to address this issue. Yeah. And why do we have to address it? Because firstly, it, 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 is, it is something that is out there. It's a real problem. Yes. Uh, someone has said it's either... The social media, the internet, including porn and everything that is on 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 on, on internet, yeah. is 
it has to be dealt with. It's like it's a social problem and it has to be dealt uh, thus. Yeah. But so yeah. if, if we're saying it's, it's, it's shades of grey, are, are we saying that the problem is that it's not it's not it's not um it's not that the the soft or the hard mm. or whatever it is or the hardcore mm. is it's it's not that the the, the extreme ones are a problem mm. but pornography in and of itself is the problem exactly okay That's so so what 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 are we defining as, as 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 pornography you gave a little bit of it but mm. yes then what are we defining as pornography and that's what I was, that's what I was saying is it's this explicit mm-hmm. then there's portrayal explicit portrayal of sexual subject matter. Yes. Now in that explicit portrayal of sexual subject matter, you have the purpose is always for sexual arousal or satisfaction. Yeah. So when for instance you're watching a movie and there are scenes of kissing and, and dressing and then it ends there. The, it's the point is that the one who was directing that knows that whoever's going to be watching who, who want to fill in the blanks, whatever happened after that. Yeah. But what, so what's the point? There's that explicit portrayal mm-hmm. of this sexual subject matter. And the purpose is always, okay, to satisfy yeah. or to, to arouse yeah. sexual feelings yeah. in the person watching. Yeah. So it's not about whether it's soft or not, yeah. but it is, is there this explicit portrayal of this whole aspect of sex in what is happening? Yeah. Um, so, so why is why is the portrayal sinful? Um, to to sort of frame frame the, frame the person a little bit better. Um, uh, yeah, it, it it could be a stretch. Um, so if 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 I t- if I show you if if, uh, if I show you this phone and I say uh, this is my phone, mm-hmm. the portrayal isn't sinful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's my phone, mm-hmm. um, but if I say this is my phone, but it's not my phone, mm-hmm. then it's uh, then it's so the circumstances yeah. are what cause the portrayal to mm-hmm. be simple. So what is it about the portrayal of 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 that uh, sexually explicit uh, content? Yes. What is it that that makes the portrayal of that? Simple? Yeah. So the issue is what is it that is being portrayed? Yes. What is it that is being portrayed is the fact that, one, I can get this lady, whoever it is, or this guy, whoever it is, whatever it is, mm-hmm. for my own personal satisfaction. Yeah. So it's just about me, yes. what I can get out of that person or that person. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing about, okay, what can I do for them, it's what can they do for me. Yeah. And so what that does, it's, it's, it distorts this aspect of intimacy, sexual intimacy, or just intimacy in general, yeah. because it is simply portraying that I can meet a guy in the street, and then uh, if if there is some kind of sexual arousal, why can't I have uh, why can't I have the guy? Yeah. But then also, it, it it sort of portrays human beings, particularly ladies, as objects of our own sexual satisfaction. So I don't need to have a relationship. I don't even need to know their name. I don't even need to know where they come from. If I can have them for my satisfaction, I'll do it. So what we're saying the problem is, is not just it's a portrayal, but it's 
this explicit portrayal of sexual subject matter, mm -hmm. which is a problem. And we're not just ending there. This sexual subject matter is for the purpose of sexual arousal. So it's literally a perversion. Yes. It's, it's, a, uh, it's a distortion of all what the sexual matter is yeah. in the, the area of sex. Yeah. What, what, what God made for good, yes. we, we have distorted. It's been distorted. Yeah. Because what pornography, the world of pornography is doing, is it's, first of all, it's telling us that the most important thing in life yeah. is sex. That's one. Mm. Then two, not limiting sex within the boundaries of marriage as God has said it. Mm -hmm. It's that if you want it, you can have it. Yeah. Anytime, anywhere, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a click of a button. Yeah. Mm. Um, but this, this, this presents a very interesting mm. dynamic. What we see portrayed, yeah. um, we get an once upon a time, you could say that we knew about the world through the books that we read. You know? uh, but now we know about the world through the movies that we watch, what we see on TV. And what we see on TV is basically um, that everyone is just itching to have sex. It doesn't, you, you, you walk into a, into a bar, and uh, I'm, I'm a young man, I walk into a bar, I find women there. All of them there are in it for a good time. Yeah. Either a good time to drink or a good time to have sex, and so where, where you know, we, uh, it, the, the the world is presented as this image where all of us are just uh, out here looking for, and we are we are, we are looking for it, and we are we are ready all the time. Yes, or any time you find us, you know, just <laughs> you know, you you wake someone up in the middle of the night, and you are you are you are, you are ready, uh, you you are you are you are you are ready, willing everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, for sex. Isn't that a perversion in and of itself? It is. It is a perversion. That's one. And then two, that's not true about human life. Mm. Uh, I, always, I always get amazed. You find uh, advertising a perfume, there's this guy without a shirt, mm -hmm. there's this woman who sort of just uh, hovering herself around the guy, and there's touching and all those things. And they're saying, look, <laughs> is that necessary? Just perfume. Mm -hmm. Just tell us this perfume and that's all. Mm -hmm. So there is this this unreal portrayal of human life. Mm -hmm. Like human beings are just thinking about sex, just want to have sex. And in the middle of the night you wake up, they're just thinking of sex yeah. and all those things. So this portrayal is a perverse portrayal of what human life is all about. Uh, that's one. Then two, this portrayal that it's also a, a, a perversion, a distortion of 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 of, of real life. Yeah. Because real life is not about a man and a woman in bed. Yeah. Real life is about developing relationships, getting to know each other, uh, falling in love with one another, and then ultimately marriage, and then that's when you can have uh, sexual fulfillment. Yeah. Real life is about me wanting to ask myself, what can I do for the good of another? Yeah. But what pornography does is, I want that one, I can have her. Yeah. If I can't have her physically, I'll have her through cyberspace. Yeah. Yeah. And then the people advertising know. The people behind these things know because they know that, particularly for young people, that there are these, you reach a point where they, there are these hormones that are raging within you. Mm -hmm. 
and then you find a world that seems to tell you there's a way in which you can have fulfillment of these, these hormones yeah. without necessarily without paying the price. Uh-huh. Yes, there's no, there's, there's it's, no it's price. Free. Yes, it's free. It's free. Yes. Just need to have a phone yeah. and internet. It's free or it's cheap. Yes. Yeah. Now, what, would, what young people don't realize is that sin can, can, bring, can, bring, you, rather, can bring you pleasure, yeah. but it cannot make you happy. There's a difference. Yeah. So you can feel nice at that moment. Where, when you are done, you're like, you, you feel guilty. Yeah. It, 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 it sort of, and the more you are engaged in pornography, the more you're becoming addicted. Yeah. Because it's, it's, pornography touches on the nerve center of the brain. Yeah. That causes you excitement. Yeah. Now, it's been said that for you, for pornography to produce the same effect, you need stronger and stronger or more and more of it. Yes. So, it starts with a little, before long, you are looking for more. Yes. And before long, you want more. Yeah. And then the, the, the study also shows that eventually, you want now to have the real thing, yeah. the, real, the real life. Yeah. So, you now begin to look at women simply as object of sexual pleasure yeah. for you. Yeah. And it explains why we're having a lot of cases of defilement and rape. Yeah. Because in your mind, you're convinced that if I can have this type of a body or this type of a person, I'll be satisfied. You have that type. You're not satisfied. Your brain tells you, no, 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 I meant something more. Yeah. So yeah, just it's, it's a merry-go-round kind of thing, a roller coaster where you are never satisfied. Well, because it is unreal. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's, there's something you touched on there that's, that, that's, that would be very interesting to, um, to sort of dive in on. It, it, it's that pornography is a detachment from reality. Um, there's a, there's the, the images, the videos that are portrayed, the images that are portrayed um, are, not, are, not real, uh, are not real in that sense. Yeah, it's, so it's it's completely detached from reality. Um, but it, what what it really brings to my mind is it's 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 it's, it's like the promise of the devil mm-hmm. in Genesis three. So, right, he comes and he says, uh, uh, "What God has promised mm-hmm. is not sufficient. Mm-hmm. He's withholding yeah. certain good things from mm-hmm. you." And that's sort of how it comes out when we are talking about mm-hmm. it. It's almost it's almost like we are the we are the prudes who are there saying, um, "Don't enjoy the good things in life." Like pornography is good, but you know, don't like it, don't enjoy it because there's a there's sort of um, uh, what you should enjoy is lesser. It's almost like we're we are prom- we are taking away the good and making them settle for yeah. less. Mm-hmm. And yet, what God promises, what the Lord Jesus Christ promises, is I have come that you may have life and have it abundant. abundant yeah. Right in the presence of God is life and light mm-hmm. and flourishing. So. Um, is, 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 is what is on offer. Because God is saying, if you don't go in this direction, what I have is an abundant mm. life. Uh, so can you speak of that? that okay. Yes. Yeah, you see, the, 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 the problem is that because of sin, mm. sin seeks immediate uh, gratification. gratification yeah. So it doesn't matter the consequences. Yeah. The point is, this is my need. Yeah. Has it been met? Okay, now let's face the consequences later. Yeah. Now, what the reason? One of the reasons why I've been talking about this issue is first of all, we want those listening to realize that those raging hormones in you, mm-hmm. 
those feelings in you are not from the devil. Yeah, God created you with those feelings. But it is God who said, those feelings have created a boundary in which you can have fulfillment. And this is not just imaginary fulfillment, real fulfillment. So when you have a wife, it is within that boundary that you can now begin to enjoy what God has given, which is the gift of sex. But when you say boundary, right, uh, when you say boundary, it, 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 it creates images in our minds of the, um, of the lion in the cage. Like an enclosure. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Uh, we don't think, uh, the ocean has boundaries. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we don't think, yeah. we don't think the ocean yeah. right? as boundaries. As, as, yes, as, as vast as, as it is. As vast as it yeah. is. Like those are the boundaries. Yeah. Right? We think, ah, oh, no, yeah. it's a lion in the cage. I want to hunt, no. you know. So, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it, it, I just, I just, yeah, I should bring that up. Because when you're saying it, like God has created boundaries yeah. in our mind, because yeah. that's what pornography yeah. sells. Pornography sells you are in the ocean, yeah. but in reality, pornography is you are the lion in the cage. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when we talk of those boundaries, we're actually saying God has given us the legitimate way yes. on how we must enjoy the gift of sex, yeah. and that's marriage. So within the marriage bond, within the marriage relationship, God has not told us how many times we should have sex. He just said, well, it's open now. Yeah, it's yours. (laughs) Now, with pornography, if it is as, if it is as real, if it's a real thing as we are, people want to make us think, why, why do it in secret? It's because the person knows this is not right. But somehow, they are trying to justify themselves because I've got these feelings, therefore. Yeah. Now, pornography, like I said, it creates, it creates a world which is not real. That's one. Then two, it also makes us think that it also makes us not like the way God has created us. If God created me short, and the, the pornography world is saying someone who's huge and tall, yeah. Uh, his world he's built, the he's the desirable yeah. one. Then you begin to say, ah, why did God create me like this and all those things? Even women. Yeah. It's like you must be tiny, yeah. skinny, yeah. to a point that you look like you don't really eat yeah. or you're starving yourself. Yeah. You must it, be 50 but look like you're 20. Ah, precise, <laughs> yeah. Precisely. Yeah. And because the world is unreal. Yeah. That's a thing. It is unreal. Yeah. But then also, it dehumanizes you yeah. in a sense that those who are engaged in pornography it's not like they are happy with what they are doing yeah. but they find themselves in that situation for various reasons yeah. and the major reason is because they're being paid yeah. Yeah. and they are treated like objects yeah. this guy can do whatever he wants yeah. uh, she can she can be treated in whatever way, or it can be treated in whatever way. It doesn't matter. The point is, there's a world out there that wants to be satisfied. Then we're saying, pornography exploits and humanizes sex. So that human beings are treated as things. And women in particular, as simple as sex objects. And the focus is really on her body, and what it can do for me, yeah. or his body, and what it can do 
for me. So it is really a, a sweet poison. Uh, it's you drink it, it feels sweet, but eventually it's killing you inside. And the longer you are hooked into this, the more you begin to be affected relationally, emotionally, and psychologically. Because you are in that world so much that when you are in the real world, you fail to, to fit in. Because you are in this kind of imaginary world of your own. Yeah, you you yeah yeah basically you, you are basically living in two worlds, yes. and so you can you cannot engage, you cannot fully engage mm. in either in either one. Yeah. Um, uh, this is this is why there's a there's really a connection somewhere between video games and pornography. Yes. But that's that's really a discussion for another <laughs> day. But yeah, in in that you are not fully vested mm. in either one. No, you're not. And so you're not able to flourish. No, you you can't you can't reach your full potential. Yeah. Because. Excuse me, your, your real world around you, you can't fit in yeah. because you prefer an imaginary world. Yeah. Now, in that imaginary world, you can't, feel, you can't fit in because it's, it's not there. Yes, there's, there's, there's nothing other than the sex. Yeah, <laughs> that's so. Yeah. You, when, when, when sex is done, that's it. Yeah. What's next? Yeah. You, 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 you don't know the person. Yeah. Man. The point is it was, it was simply yeah. sex that was, that was there. Yeah. And so, what we are actually saying is this, that because of the, 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 the distorted view of sex, it is, this is why now people are struggling to define yeah. what pornography is, yeah. when they know, as, yeah. Port, as Justice uh, Porter Stewart would say, yeah. when I see it, I, I know it. Yeah. So, I don't even need to start telling, when I see it, I know it. Yeah. And the reason is simple, because we're now trying to justify why one should engage in pornography, or why yeah. pornography is acceptable? To, to, to close off this segment, um, as we had said at the beginning, a, a lot of what we watch these days involves uh, has pornographic elements mm. to it. Uh, almost every TV show yeah. has to include some of this, some mm. of this stuff. In uh, John Piper's book um, Future Grace, mm. there's a part where he's dealing with the uh, fighting last by the power of Future Grace. Mm. And one of the things that he mentions is, uh, he, he, give, he gives a very humorous scenario. He says, uh, uh, imagine if you invite your neighbor over to your home and you watch a movie and the movie has a sex scene. Usually that's not something with bat an eye over, yeah. it's fine. Uh, the following day, your neighbor knocks on your door and he says, uh, hi, um, can, can you and your wife come, come over to our home? My wife and I are about to have sex, we want you to watch. Yeah. You say no, no, no. That's that's that's, your, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Then he says, uh, "Okay, it, okay. We'll record it and then we'll give it to you, so mm -hmm. that, so that you can watch." And yeah. he goes, "No, no, no, no. That that's still creepy." Yeah. And he goes, "It's is it because my wife is not attractive enough? Mm -hmm. Because yesterday you were clearly comfortable yeah. with watching yeah. other people have sex. So exactly. what, what's wrong with me and my wife? Exactly. You know." Uh, and, and it sounds ridiculous, mm. but that's exactly what's going mm. on. Because we've detached ourselves from reality. Mm -hmm. Hardly anyone would think of peeking through your neighbor's window mm. and watching their husband mm. and wife there have sex. Mm. And yet this is what we do with pornography. In that it's that detachment exactly. from, from, from reality. Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's because we, we've, we've created that there's, there's no link between reality yes. and what we're doing. Yeah. We don't realize that this might be people we know. Yes. Oh, these are people that are not out there. Yes. But because I'm here in Africa, yeah. in Zambia, and I'm thinking, okay, this is in the States or yeah. in, 
in Europe or whatever it is, the chances of me meeting this person in real life are very slim. But what we're really doing is what the example is given. It's individuals having sex. Now, people you know, that's the last thing you want to do. To stand there and watching them. That's the last thing you want to do. Why? Because you know them and you feel this is too private a matter. That's one. But then two, it's also the fact that that world, people don't even have any commitment to one another other than sex. But even that commitment is not because they want to do it. It's because someone has told them, I'm going to pay you. So it's like me being told to undress myself in front of a camera and then I'm being told, okay, we'll pay you. So I, I do it. Yeah. And we must not forget acting is pretending. Yeah. So even even that world, yeah. it's 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 pretense. Yeah. It, it's not a real real world. Yeah. It's people acting yeah. and it's not it's not the real thing. Yeah. And I, I think to close off the segment something a very interesting comparison yeah. would be um if, if if you are a viewer, our listener, um were to were to come in and, and join us for an episode of Coffee in the Library, um you would, this isn't acting, this isn't pretense. No. Um, there's a way in which you would be interacting with with us yeah. as human beings, as Pastor Sivale, as Mwansa, right? You wouldn't be act, You wouldn't be relating to our persona, <laughs> no, no. right? But with pornography, when you meet that person in real life, you're not thinking, hey, how are you doing? How's your family? No. You know, what's going on? No. no, you are thinking of them as, I wonder if, yeah. right? You, 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 you're unable, you're incapable of thinking of them as a holistic human yeah. being. You've created a separate reality. They're like objects yes, to you. Yes, they're literally yeah, objects. They're objects yeah. to you. And, and, and that is, that's a perversion yeah. of how God made things yeah. to be. So yeah, um, yeah, so this was just our overview of, of, of pornography. Yeah. In, the, in the next episode, we're looking at um, how to address the issue. And of course, this is a huge topic. We can't we can't get into everything, and so mm-hmm. we're just digging into small uh, small bits uh, of it. And so, uh, yeah, in the next episode, we're we're going to deal with you are struggling with pornography. Mm-hmm. What next? What does that look like? Uh, but yeah, uh, let's move over to segment two, our book of uh, the week. In terms of our vision, uh, the vision of the School of Divinity is to be a center of excellence for Reformed biblical scholarship, devotion and teaching, impacting Africa with the gospel of Christ and a God-centered worldview. And really that, that encapsulates and undergirds everything that we're about. We wanna be very clear about both academic excellence and evangelistic fervor. We wanna be clear about, the, about uniting the, the head, the hands, and the heart. That's the vision of ACU as a whole, and it is most assuredly the vision of the School of Divinity. The, the other thing that's important is that we view what we do in the School of Divinity as part of ACU. That's why we chose to be School of Divinity as opposed to a seminary. And everybody keeps using the term seminary, seminary, seminary. And when we started, that's what we talked about. But a seminary is a standalone institution. A school of divinity is part of the broader university. So we're not separate from ACU. We're not other than ACU. Um, we are an arm of ACU. 
we are intricately we are intricately involved and ingrained in the ethos of ACU and that's important from two perspectives number one it's important because when you talk about universities going adrift there are a couple of things that happen that lead to that one is you separate the university from the church when you look at the great universities and the, the Harvards of the world and Princeton's of the world, the first step in their theological moral decline is that you divorce their work from the church. And you divorce it from the accountability of the church and you divorce it from the influence of the church. The second thing you do is you divorce the school of divinity from the broader university. And so now all of a sudden, you, you have this bifurcated view of education and, and we think that, you know, uh, the academic pursuits, we think things like, you know, business and agriculture, or the sciences or whatever, it, it's over here. And the matter of theology and theological education belongs over here, which facilitates that downward decline of the university over and against the school of divinity or the seminary and because they're both divorced from the church eventually the decline happens in both places and that is almost universally true of early theological institutions when you look for example at the ivy leagues um, the universities are completely removed from and antagonistic toward the things of god and the seminaries or schools of divinity are completely awash with pragmatism, postmodernism, and with heresy. Um, so it's very important to us for the sake of the university and for the sake of the school of divinity that we maintain that relationship and that both maintain our relationship with the church. So ACU is a ministry of the Reformed Baptist Churches of Zambia. Uh, the school of divinity is an integral part of the ministry of ACU. Um, the title of the book is The Bad Girls of the Bible and what we can learn from them. Now, obviously, <laughs> the title itself might create a lot of... <laughs> And easiness in people. I didn't write it. <laughs> uh, I didn't write it. It's uh, it's written by Liz Curtis, and but that's kind of what she's the the author in this book is just trying to show us the the examples of different women in the Bible, and the emphasis is the fact that we we know so much about Esther, Sarah, we know Mary. Uh, but then there are those women in the Bible that are mentioned, like Jezebel, that we hardly pay attention to. Now, a point uh, uh, is to try and address, uh, to look at their lives as portrayed in the Bible, and then bring out lessons to avoid being like them, to avoid being a Jezebel, uh, but be like a Mary or be like, a, like Esther. And, and the punchline is the fact that, look, uh, in life, you learn from both positive and negative examples. 
So you learn from the, the life of these bad girls of the Bible as well as you learn from the lives of the good girls of the Bible. So the good girls of the Bible, you want to emulate their life. The bad girls, you want to shine away from that life and pursue that life which is pleasing for God. It is a very easy book to read. Yeah. What's, yeah. Our, what's our rating? Scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the hardest, 1, one yeah. being the easiest. Yeah, I probably put it at 2. Alright, book of... Uh, yeah, it's it's our, very easy to read. Our easy and to read rating. <laughs> yeah. It's a two. Yeah, you right. can even finish it in a week. Yeah, it's very easy to read. Yeah. yeah. Alright, yeah. so we encourage you to look out for the book and uh, tell us what you think in the in, in the comments. You can reach out to us on the Biblical Christianity uh, social medias to uh, uh, tell us what you think of the books that we have recommended. Alright, Pastor, thank you very much. It's a pleasure. It has been a great episode and we will see you all uh, the next episode of Coffee in the Library. Thank you.